Hello, my name is Joy, and this is Joyland Devotionals. On this final episode, we will have Thomas Fiorini, who's going to be sharing the word with us. Enjoy. So welcome, everybody. This is uh, sadly the last episode, episode number 10 of these uh, first season of Joyland Devotionals. Uh, we've been covering a lot of different topics. Uh, we've been studying the Bible in many different ways, and God has been working through us uh, and this podcast. Um, but it's time to take a break for, uh, from it. And as uh, our last guest uh, for this first season of many to come, uh, I have Thomas here. He's an, a good friend of mine and a friend of my family in our church. And um, he is going to be talking about today about Psalms. And I hope that you guys enjoy it and that you feel free to also leave comments and tell us what you think about your questions, DM me on social media and different stuff. But right now, um, first you get to know our guest and I want to let him present himself. So Thomas, who are you? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> thanks Joy. Yeah, I am, as Joy said, a friend from a number of years back. I uh, got to know Joy and her family when I was living in Costa Rica back in 2015 and 2016. Um, as part of SCORE International's GAP program. And so I just helped out with some of the work their family did in their church and in some ministries, got to know them, um, learned some Spanish, did some hands-on work, and uh, yeah. we became friends. And one interesting fact <laughs> that uh, Joy loves to bring up yeah. <laughs> about me <laughs> is that yeah. I am a magician. And I do um, yeah, close-up illusions. He tricked me a bunch of times, but <laughs> it was it was it was fun meeting <laughs> Thomas. He's a very joyful person. He's very happy. He's always trying to, as a good magician, try, trying to entertain the people and be and be there for you in good and hard times. So, thank you, Thomas, for everything that you did here with our, uh, with our church and with our family too. And also, thank you for being here. This is going to be a fun conversation. Um, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. So, um, <laughs> of course, thank uh, you for okay. having me. So, would you mind praying so we can start talking about the main guy? <laughs> sure, sounds good. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and this time and this conversation. We uh, praise you for you are the God who has created everything and who saved us. So we thank you for your holy word. Thank you for this beautiful psalm and your beautiful world. And we pray that you would be with us as we speak and guide our words to the glory of you and the blessing of all those who listen. We pray this Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now we now that we talked to him, now let's talk about him. <laughs> okay. So this psalm is Psalm 19, and we well, I picked uh, verse 1 and 2. Would you mind reading it? Absolutely. Psalm 19, verses 1 through 2. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they okay. reveal knowledge. So this is a beautiful, beautiful uh, poetry that we can find in Psalms, which is part of the books in the Bible, um, is the Old Testament and is specifically um, the poetry part of the Bible. We have also um, songs, songs. We also have Proverbs, but Psalms is probably the book that has the most poetry. And for me personally, this is a... Uh, one of the chapters of Psalms that I like the most because of the beautiful uh, way that uh, portrays God and the beautiful way that portrays uh, his creation. Um, I will call it like, this is the description of his master masterpiece, uh, like what he did for everything. I don't know. It's like a mixture of his power, his glory and everything that everything that relates him, but also shown in the beauty of 
his creation in here. So hit me with what you have. <laughs> what is it that you think about it? <laughs> well, I am so glad you picked this psalm. I was surprised when you picked it, but I was pleasantly surprised because it's actually one of my favorite psalms. Maybe my favorite with Psalm 107, I'm not sure. So um, I guess a basic outline of the psalm is good to start with. The whole psalm is really cool. The first part of the psalm talks about the glory of God in creation. And it seamlessly transitions to talking about the excellency of God's law, of God's word, of the scriptures. And then at the end, David gives a special prayer for forgiveness and that he would live righteously before God. And so I think this psalm really has a beautiful flow among those three parts. Even though we're just focusing on the first couple of verses, it's good to have a, a big picture view. And um, and so I, I just keep in mind like how much these three things relate, that the creatures show God's glory, the word shows God's grace, and then that we are to pray for grace like David does. So yeah, I guess that's my intro. Very word. true. And I think that, um, I don't know, well, when we, when Thomas and I met, um, the first, I think the, the week that we worked the most or we had like the hardest time, let's say, was the second week where we had to be in a, a rural place here in Costa Rica called Grana de Oro. And we stayed there uh, a whole week uh, with the people uh, from town and many other things that we had to do. But I think that my favorite part of going to that place every single year, I don't know if this year is going to be possible, but Every year that I go there, the thing that I like the most is like during night, like at night, everything is like so beautiful and you can truly feel peace in there. So usually at night, uh, I'm going to try to portray you uh, something similar that says in this verse. Um, when you see all the stars and the firmament and everything that you can imagine in there, um, everything or the only thing that comes into my mind is the the power of God and how he can be that big. Like you can start counting stars and you won't ever finish. They're uncountable. And that's how I see God's glory and God's majesty, right? How everything um, that you see in the sky, mm -hmm. it's totally dark, um, super, super, super dark. And the only thing that you see, it's those little tiny lights or stars. <laughs> Uh, that are bringing this like peace and ambience to where you are at the moment and also that place is really cold so when you come with sweatshirt and you do like some <laughs> um firefighters and stuff like that it, it, it's very it's very good when uh, when you feel comfortable and that's how i feel about um guts um comfort and God's like help with me so I can get to see his glory and also feel his uh, companion and, and his will in my life so I really like to I'm, I'm a very imaginative person I like to imagine things all the time so um, every time that I imagine uh, this verse or I try to portray it in my head I just go to that place in, in Granada de Oro. If you ever visit Costa Rica from our country and you're listening to this right now, you have to go to the mountains at some point and just look at the stars and everything and you'll feel God's presence, presence in there. And um, yeah, so this in Spanish, it says literally the same thing. Um, so what do you think about... Um, the second verse specifically. Um, so in Spanish says, one day brings word to another. I'm translating from my knowledge, right? One day um, brings word to yeah. another and one night to another declares knowledge. I think it's basically the same that says in English. But second part, um, right. it's very interesting for me, the game of words they use in here. So. Um, why, what does it mean to you, this verse? Like, what do you understand? 
Well, there's so much to it. Like you said, I remember that trip to Grado de Oro. And in fact, actually, I have a picture from that place, a beautiful view from the mountains. That's my uh, computer background. (laughs) And yeah, I I see it every day. And I I loved it. And even just before um, speaking with you this evening, I went outside just for a minute to clear my head and enjoyed the night air breathed and smelled the fresh rain and all of these sorts of experiences declare the glory of God like the psalm says if we are mm-hmm. like listening i uh, went out and i uh, i'm my my church is part of a a, a tradition that sings the psalms mm-hmm. um, in worship quite a lot so i went out and i sang psalm 19 and it is meant to be sung. This, the little heading right up there at the top in Hebrew says the mm-hmm. for the director of music. And I think there's such a such a a, a beauty to seeing these words upon encountering the beauty of the heavens. That this psalm talks about the uh, verse two that you're asking about. Day after day pours forth speech. Night after night reveals knowledge. Um, I was just struck reading at this time about how how um, it's telling a story as if one day after another and one night after another picks up right where the first mm-hmm. one left off, you know, <laughs> where the one bird before it left off. And they continue to teach about the glory of God, about the beauty of their creator. And it's not that they speak with uh, hesitation or ashamedness if that's a word shamefulness or something like that uh, embarrassment that's the word it, it, it's it's poured forth day after day they pour forth speech and after night they reveal knowledge they teach without being ashamed and that means that we as christians in particular can listen to what um the world yeah. around us teaches about how beautiful our creator is and not be ashamed at listening to what he has made and which what he is and to what he has said is very good. So I guess that's, that's the first thing mm-hmm. I would mention. Um, I, I, I want to maybe just, let's move back to, sure. song, to yeah, verse yeah. one a little bit. Um, the, uh, the beautiful thing here is it says the skies proclaim the work of his hands or in an older English translation or in some Spanish translation, it says the firmament proclaims. Mm-hmm the work of his hands, which really is an old fashioned word, but it kind of, it calls back to uh, Genesis. Yeah. To the Genesis account when God separates out the firmament mm-hmm. from the land. And, and really that is um, what's going on here. That this, this story has been being told from the dawn of creation. Um, the God made this world to his glory out of the overflow of his glory and it blesses us though it is of course under the curse of sin now it is still beautiful um it's it's a big it's a big contrast here that you see between um this song and what the nation's surrounding ancient Israel would have sung. The nations surrounding ancient Israel worshipped the heavens and the sun and the moon and the stars, the heavenly bodies. And they sang songs in worship to them. But the reality is the sun and moon are not deities and they don't control our destinies. However, they do reveal the glory of God. And so when we sing unashamedly about the beauty of what God has made, we do it with a voice that points to the glory of God, the work of God's hands, and the knowledge of our creator. Yeah. It's something very interesting something very interesting that you said. And I never pictured it that way in my head. Um how yeah like Every day is a continuous story. Like when you come to the night and to the middle of the night, sometimes happens to my phone or my iPad. 
that I'm watching a video and it's 11.59 and when it's 12, the video stops because it just marked, it's like, it's tomorrow. So I have to play the video again and it just keeps on going, right? But it's very interesting for me how everything really changes. Like, like let's say uh, December 31st to January the 1st. Um, it's a whole change and people make a big deal about it. And it is actually a big deal. How also in the Bible mentions many times that every day comes with new blessings. And he, he literally basically tell, telling us live day by day and, and do things uh, because uh, there's, a, there's something special happening today that is not going to happen tomorrow and did not happen yesterday. So it's for me, it's very, it's very cool that you said that because I never, I never thought about it. Um, and uh, yeah, for me, the second verse um, tells me more about how God is con constantly um, talking to us uh, about many different things during the day. For example, I, me, I am a night person, a night owl. I don't, I don't do many stuff during the day. During the day, I go to classes. I go, I do basic stuff. I eat. I take showers and stuff like that. But at night is when I get most things done. And it's when I get, let's say, I like writing stories. I like um, uh, designing. I like doing different stuff. So mm -hmm. at night is when all those ideas come. And it's like maybe during the day, I've been thinking about, let's say, a name for something or a way to draw something or a, a way to call something. Or how do I talk to this person about this main topic or these different things? and I feel like during the day, God is telling me, uh, you could do this or you could do that. Or the Holy Spirit is like being working during the day. And at night, it just declares the knowledge, declares or declares me what I have to do. But that's how, at least how I, I will put it or show it in my life. Like um, it is always <laughs> like that. So sometimes when I have to, to do some projects or stuff or I have to edit videos or do anything like that. I will leave it at night and my parents always keep on asking like, why don't you do like in the afternoon or stuff like that? And it's like, because during the day, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not, maybe I could do it, but I won't do it as, as well. Like at the end of the day, I'm giving my last, uh, my brain is just giving the last um, ideas is given. Uh, and sometimes um, when you come to the end of your day, um, you already thought too much. You already did too much. So you just come to uh, easy and fast stuff uh, that you can manage to do, or you can uh, look for the easiest, or maybe not the easiest, but but the the most useful way. I don't know how to say that. Like the the best way to to do something because during the day you already kept on trying the hardest. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I will, I will say it that way. Like during the day, he's always like talking to us and showing us things. And for me, that's why I like uh, reading my Bible. That's something that I cannot do at night. I like to do it in the morning because that's like the first thing he's telling me. So today mm -hmm. I want to tell you this and I, I can keep on meditating on that during the day. And at night I will understand why he, he told me that or it's that moment when you click and you say, oh, that's why, or stuff like that. Um, and, and I don't know, for me, yeah. it's, for me, um, I will, I will totally say that at night, um, I've had the best conversations with God, uh, at night, I've had the best conversations with people, um, at night, uh, my head is more focused on, on enjoying the time or on enjoying myself and doing the things that I like than during the day, because also during the day, everything's so busy. Um, and we are so busy, but at night, it's just like the moment when you come and you come down and how you were saying, like, that's very good when you go outside and, and you see God's creation, you just kind of feel uh, fresh air and you just, I don't know, you just kind of relax. And if you're like struggling with something, uh, maybe uh, let's say you have a problem or whatever 
and you've been struggling with that all day at night just want to go and rest and say tomorrow is another day right um and and just god just comes and just when you ask him for peace at night and you can go and just relax and on your bed or whatever or talk to your family or whatever uh, when you go to sleep is way more or, or it's way better um than confusing day at night i i i'm gonna explain to you what i mean by confusing day at night like when you wake up and you just keep on sleeping and you the things that you're supposed to do at night you're doing it at the yeah. day, during the day and the things that you're supposed to do during the day you do it at night that's when you get confused and even your body gets confused um and i think that god also put an order for everything and in my in my personal opinion um I, i've worked so much better when i follow the god's schedule let's say <laughs> when i follow god's schedule that when mm-hmm. i try to mix things up and i get all confused and different stuff so um yeah that's that's how I think God is like usually doing stuff. Sometimes also like it's 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. and just like God's is just telling you something at that in red like in that moment <laughs> and you're like why did this happen and then you just like mm-hmm. start thinking. And for me, um, sometimes I just stay up until like 3 a.m. thinking <laughs> about what just happened and many things. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but it's just like special occasions, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you mean. I, I, um, and I do think that this verse does like teach us to as as one of many many a small one of many yeah. many practical applications. This verse does teach us to have a daily rhythm that honors the Lord. Uh, a daily rhythm mm-hmm. of of godliness and and of practical wisdom as well. So um, yes, sleeping at night and working in the day. You know, I understand that some people have to work the night shift, but that's the exception, not the yeah. rule. <laughs> and and um, just a regular schedule of worship, prayer, Bible study, um, play, physical work. Mm-hmm all of these things, which I think the natural world, just by the way it operates, demonstrates to us by example that mm-hmm. we should, that we should do. And, um, that is, that is certainly, uh, certainly a part of this. In fact, I think that, um, what you said about reading the scripture in the morning is really true. It echoes through your head and heart the rest of the day. And if you say, perhaps take a walk at some point in the day, in the um, beautiful mm-hmm. nature, you sometimes will find, I have often found, at least in my experience, that the words I read that morning echo in my mind in the rhythm as, that, I, that I walk in. And as I walk through the neighborhood or something, I think about what I read and I pray. And you feel like the world which God has made, um, again, under the curse of sin, yet still beautiful. Mm-hmm speaks to how true God's word is. It's it's not the clarity that God's word does. But when you hear God's word, you realize that the spirit which inspired the word and spirit which created the natural world Mm -hmm. could never disagree. God is one. (laughs) And and the natural world my point is that's not a weird, but my my point is the natural world and the and and the written word of God never disagree in what they truly have to teach us. He will never like how do I say that? Like he will never try to uh, betray. Yeah, betray is that the word? Uh, himself, <laughs> like say one thing in the Bible and then do another one. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to what? So, so, oh, I was just going yeah, to yeah, make yeah. a point, real quick. Yeah, sure. is that okay? Um, so, I, I, I just it's just worth saying, and it said too much, I think, but it's worth saying that um, the. The natural world has a lot to teach us, but of course, under the curse of sin, um, 
we are mostly made inexcusable by it, as Paul says, because Paul quotes this psalm in uh, Romans chapter 10, when he says, um, their voice has gone out into all the world and their words to the end of the world, which is verse four. And he's talking about how um, we don't have any sort of excuse when we stand before God and mm-hmm. our creator in judgment to say, oh, but I never heard yeah. like the gospel. Um, so you can't possibly condemn me. How how dare you? No, he has he's within every right to. He's God, and the and we and the message has gone out to the world to make us inexcusable, so to speak, inexcusable. But um, but salvific knowledge comes through God's word. But once we are saved, and once we do have that salvific knowledge, which comes with specificity through God's word, the whole world opens up to us. I think, and the heavens declare not just the glory of any God, but the glory Mm -hmm. of Yahweh in particular, which is so powerful. And, and we can learn so much. uh, We can learn so much from that through, through the redeemed um, eyes that are given to us as part of the regeneration and the birth of Christ. Yeah, for sure. Um, also in John three sixteen, I don't know the verse in English, but how translated is like he he will save or he will yeah he will save everyone that believes in him, and for that he he's calling everyone. He's not just calling like certain people. He already selected the ones, and he already know who the people is gonna be are gonna be or who. Who are going to be his kids, right? Um, at some point. Uh, right, right. But the general exactly. call has so, gone out to all. You're so, right. also, I will, I will call it like that. Like everyone. So, okay, how how do I explain it? Like, um, for him to know that, like, for him to have the least of people that he will save, everyone would have to hear about it right um so let's say um you're in a group of people and you're gonna pick three of them you already know who they are um but you're gonna offer something to all of them right um you already know who's gonna say yes uh but he's not he's not saying oh i'm gonna pick these because i prefer this person over the other one also, it's I think that's a whole exactly. another giant topic, <laughs> but uh, something that I'm very like sure about is that he picks. Um, how how can I? It's very hard to portray this in English. Um, um, from the Genesis, we were all together with God, and then sin set us apart from God. So it's not us. Like, yes, it is our fault, but it's not our fault. <laughs> I don't know if I explain myself with that. Like, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't hate us. He loves us, but he doesn't love what we do or what, what's living inside us um, at some point, yeah. right? Um, and then he gives us this, yeah. like, let's say, a second chance, uh, a a hand that we can grab and walk with him and, and live in his glory, although we're going to still be singing every single day because we are not perfect um and uh, at the end he's gonna just come and say okay these are the people that truly truly believe and then these are the group that i'm going to take to heaven and it's sad to to know that there may be like people that we know um and friends that friends of friends of ours and many other people are not going to be in that list but um is because god didn't want to save them is because they didn't want god to save them and they didn't want that love from god and they never loved god how we do so it's very hard to see also that that you're saying like people still now like nowadays they're praising everything god created and for me i i feel very blessed to be um or i'm i'm very honored to be called a daughter of the one that created everything that thing that everyone else is 
uh, like putting as their gods and everything like that. Well, I am praising the one that created all that and the one that created me. So mm -hmm. uh, it's very it's very good to always be sure about this and to always be uh, concerned <laughs> about telling others and uh, also not confusing uh, um, telling and also um, t like it's literally our job just to tell and God will work through the, the, the life of the, of the person. Right. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, the gospel also, I think is very important to show it in many ways and something that I will um, like to say, like, and how I would use these verses to kind of tell or show or share the gospel to another person is that see how wonderfully made everything is. Like uh, the other day I was watching um, um, this TV show about animals and many different stuff. And I would just see how perfectly everything, it's like perfectly planned and everything has a, a something behind it and a why behind it and everything has an explanation from that point of view. They understand the the way of the anatomy of the animals and the way plants are made and stuff. It was like, are you gonna tell me <laughs> that was that was made itself? Yeah. Like there's someone behind that. There's for sure someone behind that. And someone that uh if that thing is that perfect and it works perfectly, uh, and sometimes it's us that is there are ruining ruining everything that is out there. Um, God just like the sun hasn't stopped to yeah. come out and go down. Uh, the water is still uh, in the rivers. Uh, animals are still living there. We are the ones uh, killing them and making different stuff. But that's another thing. Um, so, um, yeah, so <laughs> if all that works like perfectly, it's because there's a perfect God behind that. There's a perfect someone that we know who, who he is, right? And we can also see it in our lives, in our yeah. everyday. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm making myself clear, clear yeah. because I've been mumbling <laughs> going here and there, but yeah. No, you are, you are. There, you've made many, many good points, and I can't possibly comment <laughs> on them all. But uh, a few things, a few things that came to mind at different points while you were speaking. Um, at first, when you talked about the um, the nature of being God's children, I completely, you know, agree with your main points there. It is our fault that we um, when we, that we sin, and and rejecting God is something we are we are um, responsible for. But like as God's children, he, yeah, didn't choose us because of anything better about us. He opened our eyes and he raised us from the dead and he loved us while we were enemies and then became, made us, made us into his children, which is amazing. And, and, um, and so, yeah, we do, we praise him. I, I loved what you said about that. Always, always a good reminder. And, uh, and then when you said, um, when you said this, uh, Last thing, I thought about how um, there really is a lot more to beauty than we think there is. Uh, it, it really, beauty does form a powerful Christian apologetic, uh, a mm -hmm. Christian point of witness. Because, um, let me put it this way, there is on the one hand, a problem that has been raised many times, a question that has been raised many times in the history of philosophy and theology. It's called the problem of, uh, problem of evil. It's called the problem of evil, which asks, many atheists have asked this, which asks, uh, if there is a good God, how a good all-powerful God, how can there be such mm -hmm. suffering in the world? And that's a fair question to ask and to answer. And there have been many, many, um, I think many answers to it. Yeah, completely valuable. Yeah, I think there there, there is answer to that yeah. question, and other 
conversations and Christians have answered that question with uh, great with satisfaction. Um, so that'd be a whole nother conversation and it can be answered. But there's an, there's an opposite problem as well. I call it the problem of beauty, which says to the atheist, now listen. We're going right <laughs> if, now. <laughs> there, since there is, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, basically, how can there be such a beautiful world and what does beautiful even mean how can there be such a beautiful world mm -hmm. if there is no god and 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 i think that that ties right back to the text itself that the heavens don't just like kind of um half half halfway half willingly sort of mention the glory of god no the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. They pour forth speech. And, and, and this is, and, and so this is um, really important to remember. I think that that connects with what you said. I, I um, really appreciated what you said. If I can add something else, sure. another thing that came to mind uh, on a, on a further point, the regularity of verse two mm -hmm. day after day, night after night, continually pouring forth speech and teaching of the glories of our creator God, Yahweh, the, the Holy Trinity. That regularity gives me such encouragement as a Christian. And this ties back to the first point about us being yeah. God's children. It's not just that, like, um, we're it's it's it's, it's an it, how do I put it this way it's an intimate relationship and it's not just that we're 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 uh, picked out of apathy mm -hmm. either. God's foreknowledge of us means it that He personally, personally and intimately knew us from before all time. Not just that mm -hmm. He like knew. Oh, Joy <laughs> is going to be my daughter. Ta-da! Like a magic you know? trick. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, He knew you. He knew you, Joy. He knew you. He knew me personally from before we were ever born. And he will hold us. He will hold those who are truly his children through all of the rest of everlasting. And I am encouraged by um, a verse that really sounds a lot like this Psalm 19 verse. For and sure, I'm going to read yeah. it if that's okay. It's in, uh, it's in Jeremiah. It's 30, chapter, Jeremiah chapter 33. I'm going to turn right there real quick. Here, Jeremiah chapter 33, okay. verse 20. And this really does connect with that whole day after day, mm -hmm. night after night verse. Here it says, this is what Yahweh says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites who are the priests ministering before me can be broken. And David will no longer have a descendant on his throne. I will make the descendants of David my servant and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars of the sky and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. So J Jeremiah was a prophet who he's called the weeping prophet. And he often had doubts and was like, Lord, what's going on? Have you forgotten about me? Have you forgotten about your people? Lord, yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. <laughs> and God's like, okay, hey, hey, Jeremiah, listen up a sec here. If you can, like, you, you, you know that, you know that sun thing that like goes over your head every day, and the moon and the stars, and, like, you know how day and night happens every day. You know about that, Jeremiah? Like, I've made a covenant, Jeremiah, every day for the sun and the night, for the sun and moon to come, for the day and night to come. If you can, baby stop the day from coming if you can stop the night from happening if you can like you know erase the stars and the moon from the sky you know just try that jeremiah if you can do that then maybe you can break your covenant with me with with my yeah. covenant with my people but until then good luck with that. That. i don't think that's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen <laughs> yeah good luck with that Exactly. And, and, and we who are the spiritual descendants of, of, of David, we who are the, the church, God's people, Israel, we share in yeah. this covenant promise. God's not going to let us go. God who created the day and the night 
and who hasn't let the day and the night cease to happen from the dawn of creation, from the dawn of, of time, that God has covenanted not to let us get lost, not to let uh, let his 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 sheep who falls into the ravine yeah. just stay there. You know, he's not going to let anything let anything steal us from yeah. him, which is such For an sure. encouragement to me. Um, something that I understand, like uh, something that I understood a uh, little bit ago, was the meaning of Eve and Aiden. And when they sin or when they disobey God for the first time, um, the meaning of the fruit that they ate, they say, when you eat that fruit, you're going to clearly die. <laughs> oh, that's what it says in Spanish. You're, you're going to die. And maybe we, well, I used to, I used to imagine it like you eat it and then you get poisoned and then you die. Like something like, like instantly dying. But as as I understood more the meaning of sin and what it does to our lives and stuff, um, that was the dead God was talking about. It was, um, he, he just like kept us or whole humanity. He just tries to, even Jesus says, how many times I wanted to uh, bring you to me. Uh, I don't know how it says in English, but it's like in Spanish, I'm translating like the chicken takes all like the little, um, like his babies and stuff and protects them. And um, that's what God wanted from the, from the very, very oh, beginning. Yeah. That's what he wanted, like to keep us there safe with the whole creation that he made literally for us. <laughs> so um, yeah. when I finally understood, understood the meaning of sin and how we are dead, um, li literally from the day we were born, um, It, it just sounds horrible or, or bad, but we're dead if we, until we come to Jesus Christ, right? For him to save us from that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a good thing to understand because people at the beginning, when they're starting in their Christian life, they do not understand the story. And um, it's funny the way of uh, God and uh, Okay, it's very cool how God uses everything around us to keep reminding us, reminding us that he's there, right? Um, how you were saying with Jeremiah, right? Um, that he, yeah. like, everything that was around him, and sometimes it has happened to me, I don't even realize when it's already night or when it's the next morning or... Um, I don't know. It's something that we are not aware of or we're not always paying attention to. But since I understood the meaning of dead in that story of Aiden and Eve, um, I'm really, really focused on living day by day and seeing, like, let's say sometimes you get overwhelmed by every, the, the everyday situation with the coronavirus and everything like that. Um, um, school from home. Uh, I don't know family issues or whatever, your personal life and or or whatever. Um I try to go back to those basics. Let's let's call it like that. I try to go back to those basics mm -hmm. of am I breathing? Yes, I'm breathing. Um do I have food in my table? Yes I do. Uh do I have my family here? Are they are they safe? Are are they healthy? Yes they are. Um it, it's God is still working. <laughs> He's still doing everything. Um yes yeah. he is. So going back to those basics and being grateful for The basics, let's say, although the basics are not that basic because there's extra, extra good <laughs> with us. Um, it's just always a good reminder. It's like nothing or sometimes what I like to think is like nothing is as bad as dying in a cross. <laughs> so um, it, it just yeah. kind of reminds me of God, um, God's principle will with me. And how he just wants me to be happy and be peaceful. And he wants to help me and be there. So um, I recommend you uh, and the per and the people that are listening to this. Uh, when you're going through hard stuff or you're going through um, whatever that you're going through, um, just go back to those basics and check on your family. Go hug them. Go tell them you love them. Um, also tell yourself that you love yourself and thank God that you're alive, that you have the life that you have, 
that you have everything that is around you, that you have a roof where where you can where you have your bed and everything like that. You have food in your table. Um, you have um, air. You have God's creation, and from there, um, you have the most important thing that is you're safe, and your salvation is the most valuable thing that you own. Um, so don't take don't take that for granted. Don't take your family from your, for granted. Uh, just remember that God's glory shows uh, to you in everything, every single thing that is around you, um, and that God will bless your life uh, and will move forward. And whenever you're ready to move uh, forward and to keep on going, He's going to show you, and He's going to use for sure uh, His words day by day, and He's going to bring knowledge day and night at night um, to your life and you will be able to understand at the end God's purpose with everything and I really really hope that you enjoyed this conversation I really did remind me some very good stuff and uh, well Thomas really thank you for this conversation I don't know if you have anything else to say um I can just say a couple concluding things, maybe a, a couple words yeah. of practical application. Like what you what you said in particular is so true. Like this these verses inspire us to have and teach us to have an attitude of wonder and an attitude of gratitude, both of which are extremely important for day-to-day -day life. And and um part of that 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 whole attitude of wonder and gratitude um doesn't just go um doesn't just it, it, it's more than just it's more than just uh the sunday morning worship service it's a day in and day out sort of a thing and it, it doesn't just it doesn't just apply to um times when we're like praying for example the 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 super spiritual points in time like um these the, the heavens and the skies that god has made teach us um, and, it's, and it says they go out to all nations. That includes unbelievers. Mm -hmm. That means that um, God has, through His common grace, it's called through not just His not His saving graces, is, is it, which is which is different, but through His common grace, has given the gift of this creation to all people, and we can learn from everyone, and we can feel we we, we can examine and and study. His creation through something even like chemistry or physics, biology, without feeling guilty. There's, you know, often we feel like we have to do quote unquote sacred work in the sense of formal ministry, being a missionary, being a pastor, something like yeah. that. But not everyone's called to that. And that's okay because I think all work is truly sacred. And if God has given such dignity, such glory, such beauty to his creation out of the overflow of yeah. his glory, then we, in a way to incarnate as Christ, to incarnate, um, I'm sorry, to live in, I can't speak <laughs> straight right now. In, in, we, in order to live incarnate, we can engage with this world as an act of worship. And and through responsible work, proclaim to all the God mm -hmm. the glory of God, and proclaim to all His handiwork. So so yes, um, this verse offers us yeah. healing. I think healing, and it says it just says, "Come, my dear child, come and rejoice mm -hmm. in what I have made." That's what I would say. In for conclusion. sure, it's an excellent conclusion. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. So this was supposed to be up in my podcast like a while ago, but um, many things happened, projects, life, <laughs> many other stuff. So I want to thank Thomas for being patient and also for uh, redoing this call. I actually did this call two times and the two times were a blast for me. So thank you, Thomas, again, for everything that you do. And please uh, pray for Thomas that he can... So he can keep on going on his projects and everything that he's doing. He's also he also helped us in in some stuff for vacation Bible school in our church, and it was totally awesome. So, 
thank you so much. And I was planning on making season two, but I came out um, with the idea that maybe it is not the best for now. Maybe it's best for um, a future project, something that really I did is I did this podcast because I needed that time or that conversation with other people because of quarantine. I lost a lot of my connection with God by not connecting with people and talking about him. So this podcast was really that part of my life where I could understand what I feel and I could understand what I was going through at the moment and definitely talking to all those different people in Spanish or English was very helpful for me. But I think this is going to be the end of my podcast for now. I hope that in the future I can come back to this, uh, hopefully in a live a studio with the people actually in there and um, I think that that connection 101 is way better uh, for a real experience although these conversations were a bless just by the way they were um, I hopefully um, I hope I hope that I can get to have that connection like with the person in person <laughs> with the person so Thank you so much to everyone that listened to this. I will be back, I hope, someday in the near future. But until then, see you. And I hope you have a blessed day and that God will be um, there close to you, close to your heart. And that as you listen to these episodes, uh, to the rest of them, we have 10 of them. So you can, if you're a Spanish speaker, I have something for you in there. If you're an English speaker, even better so you can are understanding what i'm saying that right now but yeah thank you so much and i hope that this this was just something good for you and it was definitely for me you can follow me on different social medias like um facebook instagram through my devotionals you can also find my own um, profile which is joy gyron underscore people and, and on instagram and just joy gyron or Joyland everywhere, actually. Um, so, yes. Um, I hope, and I think my next project will be um, Joyland Devotionals or Joyland Bible Studies uh, with, like, people uh, studying together the Bible and, but, like, in real life reunions. And maybe we could do, like, a live stream sometime where we can talk about the Bible with other people and study the Bible. Um, but, yeah, um, if you ever want to talk about anything, if you have a suggestion of anything that you wanna, you want me to do with any Bible study or commanding or conversational or anything like that, um, just let me know. Uh, send me a DM on my Instagram or a message uh, through Messenger or whatever, and I'll be glad. Or email me. There's also my email if you wanna look for it. Um, thank you so much again for listening to this and. I think I'm being redundant by by now. So thank you so much and see you in the next one.